podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when that's a put at the park. 7 a.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show, lead the pen. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and the swing ain't lying. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan. I want to thank Tiger Hoods for wrapping us in. I got my man, Scott, fresh off of Thanksgiving. Scott, what is the good word? What is the good word? Uh, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty full of turkey right now. So hopefully I can stay awake through the podcast because, you know, as you know, that makes you tired, right? A little tryptophan in it there. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Thanksgiving was good for you? Thanksgiving was great for me. We did absolutely nothing. Uh, like I think I wore a hoodie and sweatpants the whole day. And yeah, we did literally nothing. I absolutely love that. I am, uh, like I told you off air, I'm jealous. Definitely jealous. We stayed close to home, went to my parents' house, which was like five minutes away. But uh, too loud, too many people, you know? I like things low-key. I totally understand that. So yesterday, I guess we should talk about the elephant in the room or the Barkley in the room. Yesterday, the match three came around. I guess the end of the trilogy. You know, in like Shakespearean times, it was always the opening act, which is like the first movie. And that's always to set the stage. And it's always, you know, light and airy. And then the second act comes in, and that's always usually diabolical and downtrodden. And then you get to the third act, and it's all about redemption. Well, yesterday, Charles Barkley really did redeem himself, Scott. But honestly, the whole entire production, the match itself, uh, the course, left me feeling just kind of deflated. So, as I was saying, I I watched maybe about a half hour of this thing. Uh to be completely honest with you, I thought it was on today, uh, which is we're recording this on Saturday. Uh, so I, I completely had forgotten about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, I got alerts on my phone that it was on. And I was just like, isn't that on Saturday? So I, I headed up to the, the podcast studio to watch a little bit. And to be honest with you, I, I wasn't overly interested to begin with. And I, by the end of it was even even less excited about it than I was before. So, yeah, so, there we go. Obviously, w- without the man himself, right, without Eldrick, um, it's going to be flat to begin with. I, I understand going the route of having celebrity pro athletes golf, right? Um, yes. Instead of having like four PGA Tour pros, I get that because it makes it more applicable and more palatable to the normal people out there. And that's fine. I like it. But if if yesterday did not show you the difference between Mm -hmm. a PGA Tour pro and even a top tier, quote unquote, plus handicap golfer such as Steph Curry, who has made the cut. In nationwide tour events, Corn Ferry tour events, if that does not show you the difference yesterday, I don't know what I don't know what does. So I think this puts to bed the you know the the club champion at my club could you know with a little bit more practice could go pro and and be successful on the tour. I, I think this literally is the you know the end of that argument. Yeah, it's because... the dagger in the heart of it. I mean, if you're that guy check yourself, stop, 
Keep playing AM events. Don't waste your money. Yeah, if you think you are a better athlete than Steph Curry, um, then by all means, you know, give it a go. I'm just going to leave it at that. So I thought another thing that it showed, and I hope people take from the match three this as well, is the fact that you can be a very, very good golfer, and you can get in a streak of having a bad day and things can unravel quickly, and you can be a guy that normally shoots in and around par, 75 or lower, and come out with a 90. And and through my travels, and I know through yours as well, you meet these people, and you know they'll say, well, I'm a 6. Okay, awesome. You play with them, they shoot a 94, and they're like, I don't know what happened today. And, and, and a lot of people will be like, ah, that guy was BS, and no way he was a 6. But look, these things happen. Like Steph Curry showed you yesterday what a true plus one handicap at, at top tier courses too. Like he's not a plus one at your 6,100 yard white tees Muni course, right? He's a plus one at top tier courses around the country. And yesterday he, I mean, I don't want to say he embarrassed himself, but it was very close to being unwatchable golf from him. Yeah. The problem is, is that, he had to be the, you know, he was the second pro, let's say. Uh, the structure of it was just wacky. Yes. I mean, well, then that's the next thing, right? You go into it, and and I think the structure of it and the setup of it was to make Charles Barkley look not so bad. When in turn, Charles has actually been practicing. Mickelson is like, you know, the golf whisperer to him, which did get annoying after a while, I got to say. Um, but the, the format was not beneficial to the Manning Curry group. And quite honestly, like, I don't even care if you had five guys, <laughs> you're not beating Phil at a course that he owns that. And again, that's the, that's the issue I have with it. It's okay. Like this is all well and good. It's fun. It's cute. But in the end, like, uh, all three of them should have been against Phil and they still would have lost. Like it, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, there needs to be a second pro there if you're going to do this. I agree, too. I almost think it should be a format when there's, like, one pro and two ams, and then everyone plays, like, better ball off the off the pro shot, tee shot. You know, or, so, or something like that. That um, would be cool. You know, but... Or, or, or the, pro, the pro gets nine tee shots, and then the ams split the other nine five and four and then you just play best ball in or something now i i do appreciate the fact that it wasn't just straight up golf obviously time constraints this time of year sun going down i mean the, these idiots are lucky they didn't go 18 holes they wouldn't have gotten it in yep that's true so i i, I don't understand the time start um i do appreciate the different formats because i always love something different i gotta say there's so much love for stone canyon and obviously Mickelson's course, like he did, it, it, it's not a joke. Like he actually owns the course, people. He bought it. Okay, you understand that? You know, Phil is not golfer rich. Phil is rich, rich. Um, yeah. So he buys the course. Uh, but I'll tell you, I mean, aside from some of the tee boxes, which were crazy and literally could fit one person at a time on them, to me. I thought every hole from the tee box looked almost identical. 
Yeah, well, you get that the all those like the mountain view basically, and that kind of just becomes it. So I, I'm sure playing it, you know, when you're out there playing it, I'm sure it's insane. But to me, it just looked like you know, s- small little tee box on an island, uh, blind tee shot, big undulating green, desert everywhere, patches of green. You know. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, again, it's it's kind of that. You know that that typical, I guess, desert style course. It, it wasn't that great of a course, to be honest with you. No, I wasn't too happy. Um, Considering I, where they've, you know, where they've been in the past. Well, I I think that's the thing, right? When you look at the the last two courses they've played, um, and and then you compare Stone Canyon to it, it really is a distant third. Yep. I, I love the fact that it was on Black Friday. I love the fact that it was like a post-Thanksgiving round. Um, I, I would love this to be something that happens every year. I would love this to be a tradition, you know? Just like you watch the Super Bowl with your kids. I mean, I was out playing a match with my oldest son and, and uh, Jay Day and his brother, Mike Knight. Not of Kit fame, but of, of Michael Knight fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, had a, we had a skins game going on. We got back, turned it on the DVR. It was nice. It was nice to have something to look forward to. Yeah, like I said, I I, I had thought it was on today, um, and I I was planning on watching it, um, just because it, it it is somewhat interesting. But again, I, I I do think going back to the format, like it it needs a second pro there to really make it interesting for more than a novelty. I'd like to see like an LPGA pro. That'd be cool, you know. And then just play from from applicable tees. Now let me let me ask you a question, right. Scott. Yeah. The fact the fact that you right mm-hmm. the fact that you didn't know it was on yesterday that's a problem, right? Like that's a marketing problem in the world of golf. Yeah, it is. And I, again, I think having. Us and it doesn't need to be Tiger, but if Tiger was there, I would have known exactly when it was, what time it was on. I would have had my snacks prearranged, you know, like it, I would have made a day of it. Uh, but you know, Phil just and just Phil alone, you know, that's that's not going to get me going that much. Right, I understand. I understand. Did you uh, did you pick up any golf Black Friday deals at all? Um, I've been. Black Friday shopping probably for the like the last like two weeks. Um, I did buy a pair of golf shoes because uh, I my golf shoes are starting to get a little worn out. So I did buy a, a pair of those, but I don't think I really got a good deal on it. Just happened to be shopping and caught a you know caught an ad on Facebook or something. I was like, oh, I do need shoes. So now I have a new pair of shoes for the spring. The course we played yesterday, we played at Riverview Country Club yesterday. Um, they had a, a Black Friday deal where if you spent $100, you get a round of golf for free. And I thought, well, that's pretty good because they bang you for about 70 bucks in the high season. Um, but what most of the guys were doing there is, you know, a round of golf yesterday was like 40 bucks or so, right? So then they'd spend $60 in the pro shop and then get that round for free. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why wouldn't you wait until you're at peak season to use that. Yeah, like if if you can save 70 or 40, you might as well just hang on to it and save 70. Yeah. 
was uh, it was actually, it's actually a pretty cool course. You would like it. I'm not gonna lie. It was it's wide open. Um, there there's houses, but they don't come into play. I mean, I guess if you're awful, they come into play. Um, but they don't encroach. You know, like I hate houses that that are literally on the golf course. That, that they're, bugs they're me. They're a part of the the scenery. Yeah, when they're part of the landscape, that that bugs me. And it's interesting. There's a downhill par three. It's like a 152 yard downhill par three. And it's literally 100 feet away from New Jersey. Like the Delaware River is right off to the side, and then New Jersey's right on the other side of it. Um, so that's it's kind of interesting. Um, completely, though, wide open. It's been around for probably 15, 20 years. I played it maybe a decade ago or so and hadn't played it since. We were supposed to play Indian Mountain, local course by us, and walk. Mm. Um, they aerated. No one else had tee times. And this place had a cancellation. That's the only reason we were able to get in because it was 58 degrees yesterday in the Northeast. It's been insane. Today's just as nice. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous out. Um, like I said, I'm going to go out and put out some some holiday lights. And, you know, I probably will still have like a good half hour before I have anything else going on. And I'll probably break out the mat and the, the practice balls and fit them into the, the green space behind us. Yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been perfect for that. Um, I got a call the other day, and D. Lou called me up, and he was supposed to go to Texas, canceled his trip, and I am currently working remote again. We're back to that, and he said, "You want to go on a small golf trip somewhere?" And I said, "Yeah, let's let's do it. I've got some time." Now, if someone said a small golf trip to you, Scott, what would you think? I mean, we uh, uh, Ocean City, where we used to go. Um, that that's a small trip for you. It's it's not that far of a ride, and you could probably get out there pretty cheaply right now. So that that's probably where you're going. Uh, well, you know, Dan has has not been uh, to many courses down in the south to play, and and I thought maybe since um, since I haven't been there in. I don't know, five months, six months, we'd head back down to Pinehurst. So that's what you know, Ocean City. Wait, huh? We're now doing Did a week. Did you say Pinehurst? Yeah. We're, so now we're doing a week in Pinehurst. It's funny how things just kind of work out, you know? Yeah. When you just like taking a short like golf trip to Pinehurst, like just casual, like, you know, mid December, no, November actually, just, you know. Got nothing going on. Let's head on down somewhere, play some golf. Uh, let's go to Pinehurst. Yeah, that works. It's uh, it's it's first off. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm completely appreciative of the fact that I'm able to do that now. You know, um, of course. I, you know, I understand everything that's that's going on. It just happens to to work out and fit our schedule. And and it's crazy. I put a post up on Instagram about just how amazing it is to have been going there over the years. And the people that you meet in and around the small town and the sand Hills of North Carolina, um, it's just such good people. Like if you want people that truly love golf and, and don't care how good you are, where you come from, you know, it, it's basically an area where, look, everything's public for the most part. If you have the money, you can play it. Um, but there are cheaper alternatives to obviously the resort and numbers two and four and eight and nine, the big courses like that. Um, but yeah, so we're going down to Pinehurst and normally Scott, you know, me, I am adamant about planning almost like down to the minutia of all details, right? Right. 
So we have one round of golf actually planned. Um, got a buddy down there. I'm not going to give out his real name. I'm not sure if he wants me to, but Sand Hills Golfer on Instagram. You can go look him up. Um, we've been talking for a while. He was supposed to actually come up here. We were actually supposed to play at Turkey Ridge up at Crystal Springs. And he canceled his Thanksgiving trip because of everything that's going on. And didn't want to bring the kids up here. And I said, hey, look, man, like I'm, I'm coming down. And he's like, all right, done. We're like, we're playing. <laughs> all right. Um, so we're playing number three. On, we're leaving Monday, playing number three on Tuesday. Our plan, listen to this, our plan on Wednesday is an all-par three day. Okay. So, so around, around at the cradle. I was going to say a little cradle action. Yep. We found out that Pine Wild, a private club, has a par three course, which he can probably get us on. We'll go two or three loops around Bottle Brush, which is that Longleaf golf course, a six-hole par three. Finish up the night at the cradle, and then go play eighteen or however many holes on Thistle Do the putting green course over there. That's fun. This this I am. Now, are you are you staying at like at Pinehurst Resort, or are you staying outside somewhere? We're staying right on right on course number three um, at the condos down there. Um, again, not, I don't want to give out names, but he he led us to uh, an amazing individual that that um, you know is allowing us to use his condo, and it is very fairly priced. Gotcha. Um, guy, got you know a guy who knows a guy. I got I got peoples who are peoples, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so it's just it's one of those things where you know monetarily it's not going to break the bank. The timing works, and we're really just going to kind of wing it. And and I'm literally going based off of just people that I've met at Pinehurst through the years. There's no calling up of courses or anything like that. It's just, hey man, I'm coming down uh can you play do you want to play you know whatever you can do let me know and we're we're in just going with the flow wherever the wind takes us gato that sounds amazing um are, are i mean are they how are they doing in terms of you know be having things back open there like because i know the last time you were there stuff was closed and yeah the the last time was in um april mid to late april Right. And it was one of those things where most places were transitioning to takeout only. Now they're in dining is open, obviously, with restrictions and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, am I comfortable enough to do that now? Ah, I'm still not sure. You know, I, I have a feeling most of the stuff we'll do is, is bring back to the condo. Um, but. You know, Pinehurst has the deuce there with some outdoor seating. It's supposed to be, you know, decent temperatures, low to mid 50s. So, so that's always a safer option. Um, but the town of Pinehurst, the area of Moore County, the Sand Hills region, there is is a lot more open than what you and I are experiencing right now where we live. Well, everything's a lot more open than what I'm experiencing right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. Interestingly enough, I just happened to go to the the Pinehurst website, and on the bottom they have their uh, like social media, um, you know, hashtag in Pinehurst, and one of the featured pictures is uh, by Spargo Golf. I I saw that John got his picture up there, which was pretty awesome. I'm kind of yeah. hoping to uh, kind of hoping to get our picture up there, maybe you know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What one of the things too, which which I think people need to know, um, I was talking to my buddy Jay Day, and he was like, "Man, I can't, you know, like how expensive is that?" 
And look, like you can do Pinehurst, and and this is not a, you know, look, I don't work for Pinehurst. Okay, I just love the place, honestly. Um, and and if we like and, something, we're gonna tell you honestly how it is, right? Just so everyone knows, this is not like a recent development for Dan. Like when he says like he's been going down there for years, I think uh, I think we're talking like 2008, maybe was the the first time you guys went down. I, I think so. yeah, it's been at least 12 years. This is I was trying to think. It's either my sixth or seventh trip down there. Okay, so you know, I, I would like to say that I I know the area fairly well, but one of the things that I'm even pumped for is for my buddy to take us around to those little lesser known places. Look, here's the here's the thing I'm most excited about, aside from the par three day. Cause Scott, to me, like that's I can't think of anything better. No, you know, that sounds a, like a lot of fun. A lunch somewhere in between. A A, it's a low cost day, right? The cradle is fifty bucks for a round and then unlimited replays. Okay, so you play twice, your money's made because the place is worth more than fifty bucks just to play nine holes. Um, Bottle Brush is like eight bucks a round, and Pine Wild is like you know ten or fifteen or so on the guess rate there. So mm-hmm. you're talking as far as golf goes, less than a hundred dollars, much less than a hundred dollars, and and you're going maybe maybe even fifty four holes of par three golf. Yeah, I mean. You can't go wrong. I mean, that that's just like, and again, like you're not, that's fun. You don't have to have, golf doesn't have to be an 18 hole. Like I'm going to go out and play, you know, the 7,200 yard course. Like golf is what you make it. And if that, you can turn that day of just, you know, par three courses and, and chipping greens and, and, putting courses like you can turn that into a day for yourself that sounds like that sounds amazing so and i, I love know, the sound of that and, and here here's the other thing too there's so many free things to do in terms of golf at the resort anyway like understand that they have thistle do which is their putting green okay which is outstanding in 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 its own right then there's a practice putting portion off to the side. And yes, there might be people that are putting to the holes that you're, you know, hitting to as well, but it's not like anyone ever has, you know, 30 balls that they're dropping in there and they're monopolizing the hole. Everyone's so respectful. People are walking around with drinks. They have cup holders there. Uh, across the way, 50 yards away, is an amazing short game area. Again, free. Balls are there. Maniac Hill, the driving range. I'm going to tell you a little secret. Nobody knows if you're staying at the resort. Nobody knows if you're playing a course or not. There's always balls there. It is like the world's driving range. There's always spots open. You can just go and hit. I mean, there have been times that I've been down there where I'm not even playing for the day or I'm not even playing Pinehurst at all, and I use that as my driving range. So that's a little kind of insider tip. And all those things are are completely free. So you can you can get the Pinehurst experience without even paying a dime. Like that's the amazing part of the place. Yeah, I mean that that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, again, like you said, nobody knows if you're supposed to be there or not, which means it's okay to be there. You know, if they didn't want you there, they'd be, you know, giving out bracelets to resort guests and checking them. You know, exactly. they want they yes. want you they want you there. They want you to use that driving range. They want you to, you know, go to that putting green cuz that's their best advertisement for themselves. I mean, like, hands down, because if you go and you get accosted by someone and they're like, oh, do you have a tea time? What's your name? You're like, all right, no, I don't. I'm out. And then you have a bad feeling, right? There's a bad taste in your mouth. 
But you go and 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 you can watch people come up 18 of of Pinehurst number two, one of the most iconic resorts courses in the world. You can watch people tee off on one of number four. You watch people tee off on one of 18. You can just walk back and forth unencumbered. And if you're someone that likes to drink, you can walk around with a drink in your hand there. You walk around with food. There's ample uh, rocking chairs off the back porch. The pro shop is is mind-blowing. Inside are all the uh, accoutrements that you would want from any USGA event that's been held there. I mean, it, it really is an amazing place. I can't wait to get you down there and just do like a gangbuster week at Pinehurst. Yeah, that that's gonna have to happen soon. And so I guess my, my back to my original point, my buddy Jay was asking, he's like, dude, he's like, that's gotta run like a pretty penny. And I said, Well, you know what? It can. Like it can. Like, I'm not gonna lie. You could easily <laughs> drop seven to eight grand staying at the hotel for a week. That's not a lie. Right? You're gonna get banged for five hundred bucks on number two, you're gonna get banged for four hundred bucks on number four. You drop in, you know, a few hundred dollars worth of merch. You drop in two fifty a night at the hotel. You drop in food at the Carolina room. Like, bang, bang, that stuff adds up. But you know what? You can go Airbnb. You can play the cradle. You can play one, three, and five. And three is is probably my favorite. One of my favorite courses down there. It's super short. It has greens just like number two. It it's really like a finesse wedge players, um, mm. you know, like delight. And I love that. Uh, you could do that for, you know, I would I would say if you're if you're thrifty, less than a grand for the week, and that includes food. And that's it's just like any other like big touristy area. Like you can spend like you can go to Vegas and be a baller and spend thousands of dollars, you know, or you could not do that and still have a good time. Um, you, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I'll talk about Disney. You could do that, you know, and go all out and spend tons of money. Or you can stay off property and get, you know, get the same experience for, for less money. And again, it's it's what you make it. If you're going into it with this determination that everything needs to be perfect and I need to walk out of my room and be on a golf course, like, okay, fine, you're going to pay for that. Um, but if you're willing to kind of, you know, hop in the car and drive a little bit, okay, cool. You know, yeah. and it, it's it's funny too. I've I've done it both ways. I've stayed at the hotel. I've stayed at the manor house. Um, and you know, I've I've taken the public shuttle service that that they provide for free to get there with the clubs and stuff. And I'm telling you, it's it's so much easier and so much more delightful to drive in in your own car. You park right next to the croquet field. You're looking at the cradle. Um, you've got the train tracks off to the side. You take your clubs out. You you walk right into golf heaven. And 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 what's crazy, Scott, is it never gets old. Like like I said, seventh time down or so, and I'm gonna walk past the hedges on the brick, and I'm gonna turn right. I'm gonna be like, yes, like thank you, the maker again. Thank you. Yep. Nope. Totally get it. Completely get it. So we'll do some, uh, you know, maybe we'll do a podcast down there, D. Lou and I, after the round. Maybe we'll, you know, hook up with Sand Hills Golf. We're trying to get some other people down there that are part of the resort. Um, but turns out there's a lot of people that are off this week post Thanksgiving because Christmas is actually an enormous busy time down there, as you would expect at a resort. So they kind of mm-hmm. take their break after Thanksgiving. Um, so a few of the people that we know down there will not be working this week. And, you know, obviously, if you're not working, we don't want you to do anything related to work if you don't have to. 
Scott, yeah. did you see that? You see that DJ announced he's not going to be playing in the Mayakoba uh, this week. He said his mind and body are telling him it's time for a break. So he's looking forward to some much-needed time at home with Paulina and the boys. He says, he says, I know this is disappointing news, and I sincerely apologize to all my friends involved with the tournament. Is he tired, Scott, or is he still hungover? Uh, well, I think almost immediately after that, he went down to some kind of some kind of island for vacation. Uh, I'm going to go with he is recovering. I think I tend to agree with that. And quite honestly, I mean, like, A, who cares? Right. And, and uh, B, I don't... who deserves it more? No, no. I mean, again, you go out there and you win the Masters. You can get a you can get a little break. Yeah, I mean that is the the absolute truth. Dude is on top of the world. There is no reason that he should be playing something like Mayakoba. Honestly, you know. Yeah, no. Get save it. Take a break. Shut it down until after the holidays. You know, come back next year. It's all. It's all good. Tiger, I'm, I'm all for him taking a break. I, oh, for sure. As as much as we get on him, you know, he's he's spectacular. Hands down, that's that's no word of a lie. It's just kind of fun to what the looking at. Um, you know, I hate these pop up ads, Scotto. Mm-hmm. This pop up ad started blasting. All I wanted to do was see uh, exactly some info on Tiger and Charlie playing next month's PNC Championship. I wanted to see when, mm-hmm. when the date was for that. And I get this pop-up ad, welcome to Saudi Arabia, because Paul Casey's now playing Saudi Arabia. Thanks, Paul Casey. Idiot. Paul Casey. Um, Tiger and his son, Charlie. Charlie's 11 years old. Uh, we've seen videos of Tiger caddying for him and whatnot and stuff. And he's, so Tiger's going to be playing with, with Charlie. He's going to be one of the youngest competitors ever, playing in uh, <laughs> an official PGA Tour event um how do you think the kid handles the pressure scott or does he even does a kid like that even acknowledge the fact that there's any pressure when your dad's tiger woods um i feel like he it don't matter for him he's just it's just another day of golf with his dad i it's different for them because they they probably you know Charlie and and what's his daughter's name, um, whatever it is, they they're probably so like they're so jaded by it probably by now that it's just like, yeah, whatever, just go out play some golf. Like, oh, there's media around, cool. You know, they 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 probably don't even care anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. Uh, you know, nothing to to even blink an eye at. I would I would think you know. Yeah. By the way, if I, I just looking at the field for this thing. Uh, Justin Thomas and his dad have to be the favorite, right? Well, what's his dad now? Early seventies, late late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, I'm not too Probably. familiar with. No, he can't be that old. Well, J- he can't be that old because oh, JT's not that yeah. old. Yeah, you're right. He's probably like 24 or so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, I mean, his dad is a, a top-notch PGA pro who everyone says can play lights out. Um, but I guess it all depends on what tees you're playing from. Like, like Charlie Woods has got to be playing the course at, at what, 3,000 yards? 
That's a good point, too. Right? Kid kid might be bombing on every green, and you've got Tiger <laughs> hitting putts. I don't know the format, honestly. I don't know well enough. But if it's something where there's applicable tees, that's that's why John Daly and, and Little John do so well. Because Little hmm. John just rips it, and he's like 16, 17 years old, and he plays from the up tees. Yeah, good point. Good point. So I don't, I don't, but, but then, um, uh, Mike Thomas is going to be playing somewhere up there as well. You know, all the pros are going to be playing further back. I remember one year VJ and his son Cass sing, um, were in it and Cass sing was like 18 or 19 and he was playing like what would be the white tees as the pros with the tips. And this kid was bombing at like 290, 300 at the time. And I just remember VJ having, like, instead of, you know, nine irons and eight irons in the greens, he had, like, 50-yard flop shots in. Gotcha. Well, I don't know who it is, who exactly is playing with VJ because I'm guessing he has more than one son, but VJ Singh and son are playing, so. Okay. Yeah, he's not, he's not going to miss that. I mean, I wouldn't miss it either. If I was a dad that could get in and play with my kids, I look, I play with, with my son yesterday, he's 14, just turned 14. We played, you know, with, with guys in their late 30s, early 40s, all of us. And uh, and kid went out and, and killed it, you know, hit some, you know, hit some bad shots. Like everyone hit some incredible shots and yep. helped, helped keep his team in it all the way to the 18th hole. Well, that's what's, I mean, that's all that matters as long as you're, you're keeping up and you're playing and, everyone's having fun then you know great yeah doesn't matter how old you are if you can you know play golf with everyone then play golf with everyone yeah that is true um there's to be honest with you he's probably better than most people out there um yeah yeah i mean yeah most people out there are just drunks that are like like the 12 people in front of us that were part of some bachelor party something yesterday were just you know drunks peeing off the side of tea boxes and uh you know, all playing scramble and taking six hours to go around. You know, it's, hmm. it's basically what most golfers are. Honestly, we're we're few and far between people like you know like us that that just love and eat and breathe the game. That's well, again, that's that's the case for most things. There's um, there's something going on on the European tour, Scott. This week, there's uh, if I were to ask you how many Polish players have won on the European tour over the years. What number would you give me? I'm not even looking for names, but just how many? Uh, just this, so many torn. I go two. Okay, there's never been a Polish player that has won on the European tour, which okay. is absolutely, absolutely insane. Um, Adrian Moronk is uh, is quite possibly might, might be the first one. Ever. He's one stroke behind the South African kid, and people will hear his name very soon, Jaden Shaper, who is uh, this long-hitting teen that plays over in Europe. And he's got the lead going to the final round, but this Adrian Moronk is the f- could be the first Polish player to ever win on the European Tour. That surprises me. But then I, I guess, like, you know what? Poland is not um, your golfing hotbed, if you will. Well, I guess, I mean, you had... You know, during the Cold War, they were controlled by the Soviets. Uh, who knows? Adrian Moronk, known as the Polish Tiger Woods. Mm. Went to East Tennessee State. It's hilarious. But it's, there's so many mid-major conference teams that have this pipeline 
over to you know Europe and and certain select countries. Augusta State has mm-hmm. it. Um, East Tennessee, excuse me, East Tennessee State is another one that has. That's gonna be culture shock coming from you know like Germany or Poland or Yugoslavia or something like that, and then coming to you know the middle of of the deep south in Augusta, Georgia, or Eastern Tennessee, something like that. I would think it would be because it's 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 a whole other world, Europe to begin with, and then if you take it, you know, to like Eastern Europe and then the you know south in the U.S., it's it's definitely culture shock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Imagine coming over from Europe and then you go to like Augusta State and your teammate's Patrick Reed. I just think even like just being probably like around Augusta um, and I I don't mean the golf course. I mean like the town that's around it. Like Mm -hmm. the culture shock that just like must exist, like seeing Waffle House for the first time has to, you know, (laughs) almost blow people's minds. Yeah. Or seeing the Hooters at John Daly Parks is his rig at. Yeah, exactly. It's I mean that's kind of America in a nutshell, isn't it? That that's honestly like the true America. <laughs> like, who's that? That's John Daly. The golfer? Yeah. Why is he in a parking lot at that restaurant? Uh, <laughs> that must be a really good restaurant. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Uh, imagine that, that... imagine you coming overseas. That's a lot to unpack for a kid. Where do you even start as to how does two time major winner John Daly, who won the Open Championship, who these kids might be familiar with, how does he go from that to his current situation across Washington Road in his big rig with his plastic-infused wife who's drunk selling and hawking signed merchandise? Exactly. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's got to be fun. I, I want to be a fly on a wall in one of those conversations. <laughs> yeah, how about it? How about it? Uh, all right, well, let me ask this last question, Scott, and then we'll we'll get out. Do um, you think Charles Barkley has, has actually fixed his swing? He was able to do it in front of, you know, I, well, I don't, I don't want to say millions of people watching. It probably wasn't that many, but a good amount of people out there did it under the watchful eye of one of the greatest PGA pros ever, one of the greatest basketball players ever, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, and then knowing that so many people at home are ready to just pile back on him and, you know, crucify him for being an awful golfer, and and he came back, he resurrected himself. So the question is, did he actually fix his golf swing, or has that been his golf swing the whole time? And the, you know, weird hitch that he used to have was just for effect. I don't think it was for effect, but yeah, I think no, I don't, I don't think so either. I was just, yeah. I was just trying to stir up some like conspiracy theory. Well, I, I, I like that. I appreciate it. Um, it's definitely the first Charles Barkley conspiracy theory that you've been involved in. Yeah. That's, that's just obviously never happened before. Um, but I think it's more mental. But here's the one thing that really I know we're going back to it, but here's the one thing that bothered me about yesterday. I really hated how Phil spoke to Charles. He he talked to him like he was some little kid, like, 
You know, like almost like a teacher would talk to an elementary school kid. Okay, Charles, now I need you to quiet your mind here. You know, like let you talk to a kid that has maybe an IEP um, or a kid that might be in a special class that you need to help or give one-on-one attention to. And you're like, okay, Charles, listen, I need you to quiet your mind. Look at me, eyes up here. What are the what are the two things we worked on? And he's like, um, rotating and looking at the target. That's right, Charles. That's so good. Like Charles, I'm so proud of you. Okay, now go ahead, go do it, big guy. Go show me what you got. Uh, again, another conspiracy theory. Maybe they worked that out beforehand. They may have, but it was four hours of Phil just non-stop talking. Well, because that's what Phil wants. And I think that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like if Phil is probably sitting there going, "All right, I need to be involved in this pretty much every minute that it's on. So it's, how can I do it's that?" True, Chuck. It's true. I'm going to coach you through this. the The producers were probably like, "Look, at the first match, you and Tiger really sucked in terms of entertainment value. So listen, Phil. Any chance you get, say something witty, funny, interesting." And Phil was like, "Not a problem." Gotcha. Yep. And then he went on a four and a half hour infomercial for basically himself. <laughs> I, that's, I mean, if you're going to be on brand. Yeah. And if you're Phil Mickelson, I mean, what's more on brand than that? Talking about yourself for four hours. There you go. It's a great thing, my man. It's a great thing. All right. I'm heading down to Pinehurst. Um, look for stuff on Instagram, look for maybe a pod from down there, you know, depending if I get to produce it in time or whatnot. And, uh, we'll talk about it when I get back and give the people more what they want, Scott. Everyone wants to hear more about, you know, great places to go play golf and, and how other people experience those things. So I think that'll be a good, uh, be a good show when you come back. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how D Lou likes the place and what his initial reactions are. I guess, you know, it's kind of almost like when you go to Disney world, you've been there so many times, Mm -hmm. but when you go and you bring your daughter and you see it through her eyes, it gives you a complete different understanding of, of what the place could mean to somebody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the first few times that she went down there, totally. Uh, now, you know, now it's, you know, she knows it as well as everyone, but right. Yeah. yeah, I know. I, I, I'm curious to see um, what Dan's reaction is, you know, as well. And then obviously, um, you know, at some point, you know, I, I, you get to experience it through my eyes too. So we oh, got sure. to figure that out when this is all, when the, you know, when we're all vaccinated and good. Yes. Yes. Without a doubt. All right, people either get busy golfing or get busy dying. Be well. The game of golf is more than a sport. It's a lifestyle. Blue skies, bright sun, the walk, good friends, and the shots that keep you coming back. That is golf. Iconic, vintage, classic. Eagles and Arrows didn't create the look. They've only perfected it. Eagles and Arrows provides the classic American golf look with a modern spin. Hats, gloves, club head covers, and my favorite, the vintage American carry bag, are some of the amazing items you can find at eaglesandarrows.com. Follow them on Instagram at eaglesandarrows.co. It's eaglesandarrows.co on Instagram. Love golf, live life, Eagles and Arrows.